This podcast is brought to you by Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development's Grains Directorate. Hello and welcome to our Grains Convo podcast series focusing on all areas of broadacre grains research. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop production, crop protection, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. You can now download and subscribe to DPIRD's Grain Convo podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Jeanette Pratt and I'm a research agronomist based at DPIRD's Moore office. Today I'm going to be talking with Alex Douglas, who's based at DPIRD in Albany, and Alex is going to talk to us about the weed matricaria and why it's a concern. Hello, Alex. Hi, Jeanette. How are you? Good, thanks. And yourself? Good, thank you. Yes. Alex, can you tell us a little bit about what your role is at DPIRD? Right, well, I've been um, working with DPIRD for more than 30 years now. I was previously based in Katanning and only recently moved down to Albany. Um, and over that time, I've worked on a number of mainly weed-related projects, looking at integrated weed management, crop rotation, weed control in pastures and those sorts of things. So, Alex, I believe you've just been uh, just finished working on a locally important weeds project. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, that project started in 2016 and only finished up last year. So it was a five-year project um, co-funded with GRDC and with collaborators at the University of Adelaide and also CSIRO. So we were looking at the biology and management for eight weed species, four in WA and four in South Australia. And these weed species were are important to like a local area. So um, they're not statewide threats or national threats. So there hasn't been a lot of um, work done particularly on these on these weeds. There aren't a lot of registered herbicides specifically for them and we don't really know how they tick. So we, we were looking at these words, these weeds that are um, uh, important to areas. And so for WA, that was feathertop roads grass, stinking love grass, marshmallow and matricaria, which is the weed we're going to be talking about today. So, Alex, you've just mentioned uh, the weed matricaria was part of that project. Can you tell us a little bit more about matricaria? Okay, so there are uh, two species uh, that we are lumping together as matricaria in WA. They're very closely related, um, globe chamomile and columba daisy. And so the the common name in WA is matricaria, but in, in other areas it isn't. So that's why we sort of... You, we're special here in WA, um, but the, even though there are two species, they're very, very similar and, and you can't really tell them apart at all. And the same sorts of management and herbicide treatments affect them the same way. So there's no difference in, in treating them that way. Um, so so it, it's been a, a weed that it was introduced from South Africa. Um, so it is, you know, one of the many suite of South African weeds that we have in WA. Um, and it is particularly important in the areas of the eastern wheat belt around Meriden and out to Southern Cross and then up through the northern wheat belt, Dalwallinu and other areas like that. So, Alex, why was Matricaria considered a local concern? Why was it included in the project? Okay, so it was first reported in the 60s in the eastern wheat belt and it basically, you know, it was a you know, 
an interesting thing for the weed biologist to see. Oh, look, there's Matricaria. That's that's interesting. We'll tick that off on our, our weed checklist. Um, but it didn't appear to spread very much. So it stayed in, in little areas around the Meriden area, Bruce Rock, that sort of thing, for, you know, quite a number of years. And it's only in the probably the last 20 years or so that it's actually been spreading quite significantly through the eastern wheat belt up into the northern ag region um, and then also down into other areas in the central wheat belt as well. Um, so, and we think that's probably due to slight changes in the farming practices. So we've gone much more towards zero and, and no-till and so that, that there's um, no disturbance and different herbicides are being used as well so that there's reasons for this, this weed to spread. So the, the weed doesn't really spread by wind or anything like that. I think that it's more likely that it's going to be spreading through actual people moving it because it has these little balls of, of flower heads and the seeds stay in the flower heads and then they don't fall off the flower head until they're knocked off by a sheep going past or a vehicle and then it can be taken up into grain or fodder or on the, on the animals and then moved into new areas. So that's where I think it's been moving through um, and it could be that, you know, a grower with more than one farm block um, can have moved it easily from one block to another, another in this in a similar area, um, and then it's spreading that way. Alex, I believe Matricaria can sometimes be confused with some other weeds that we've got out there. You mentioned quite a lot of weeds have yellow flowers. So, how can growers be sure that the weed that they are looking at is Matricaria? Okay, so Matricaria is easily confused with things like Cochula and Fumitri and other small broadleaf weeds that have a, a divided leaf in a rosette. So there's quite a lot of plants like that, obviously yellow flowers. But the dead giveaway with Matricaria is it has a very, very strong smell. Nothing else smells like Matricaria, and it smells like that from, from the very first cotyledons. So if you've got a, a mat of little tiny weeny weeds that, uh, that's really just emerged and you don't know what it is, if you squash it and it smells very unpleasant, then it is probably matricaria. Alex, if a grower was to find what they think is matricaria, but they're still just not quite sure, where can they go to have it properly identified? Well, they can either bring in a sample to their nearest DPIRD office. They will then uh, take, take photos of that sample or send the actual sample through to PADIS, which is the Pest and Disease Information Service, or they can send uh, photos directly to PADIS by email. So a good close-up clear photographs to PADIS, which is P-A-D-I-S at dpird, D-P-I-R-D dot W-A dot G-O-V dot A-U. And that should get, um, get through to be uh, identified by a weed specialist, um, and then they'll get some information so are there any control options for matricaria? Um, there are a number of really good controls in cereal crops. Um, so there are, there are quite a few um, herbicide options uh, that work very well in cereals. The, the difficulty comes when you've got broad, acre, broad leaf crops um, and also pastures. So there seems to be 
because it is a broadleaf weed, um, it is quite difficult to get out of other broadleaf things. Um, in subclover pastures, um, there are quite a lot of uh, there are some options using uh, bromoxanol um, in in the mix. So particularly when the the weed is small, there aren't very many options of registered herbicides for ceridellas or medics. So it's probably a good idea to to check. Um, with your local agronomist if there are um, some herbicides that you're thinking you're, you're using. Um, we have used um, glyphosate for seed set control as well. So where you, when the plants are just starting to flower, we've sprayed out some uh, glyphosate as you would for um, uh, spray topping grasses. So we've, we've essentially spray topped the matricaria um, and that not only... Uh, reduce the number of seeds that were set, but it did also uh, reduce um, how viable the seed were. So while there were fewer seeds, few of those seeds were going to germinate. So we killed off the seeds that were there. The issue with Matricaria is that because it has a small seed and produces maybe 5,000 seeds per, per plant in a good normal year, you can have a very high seed bank because, as I said, you know, it's yellow. You don't necessarily know you've got it until it may have been there for a little while. So that area where it is can have quite a lot of seed already stored in the soil. And uh, some, some of the work that we've done show that it will last for at least four years in the soil, um, particularly when it's uh, buried at two centimetres, which is pretty normal so that's where everything seems to want to be um, that's where we plant our crops so two centimeters is is a perfect spot for for matricaria to be turned into it's likely to be an issue if you've got it for a number of years and you'd have to do quite a concerted effort on uh, controlling it year in year out to to reduce the seed bank well thanks for joining us today alex and telling us a little bit more about matricaria you have just listened to Alex Douglas, a deep research agronomist. My name is Jeanette Pratt and thank you for listening.